Welcome back, Nexus Church family, to another segment of Nexus News. I'm your host, William, and you are? <laughs> Do you really want to know? What if they want to know? What do they want to know? You have to answer this, host Liam. Okay, so your name is Luke and we're moving on. Okay, so we've got a couple of things going on this week. You sure about that? (laughs) And they are? Everybody wants to know. Your father, you can sit out of this one. (laughs) Until I tell you. Okay. Okay, so we have Nexus Night at the Hop on Monday, which is tomorrow from 6 to 8. Would you like to add on to that at all? <laughs> I would love to. I get to talk. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so if you don't know where the House of Prayer is, it is right next to Just for Kicks off of Highway 59. Uh, the Bree is right there and so uh you just sneak past just for kicks and boom right there's the hop and we'll be there you can come at any time uh between six and eight o'clock and we'll have uh, the music playing and prayer will be welcome so come in about a time and that two-hour segment we'd love to see you okay and then we've got uh trf gathering coming up uh women's conference uh, is on March 5th and 6th, TRFE Flea E Free Church. Easy for you to say, Flea? Who's, who's, who's got a flea? I don't know. Fur Free. Free. Oh, the Evangelical Free Church yes. is hosting the IF Gathering. It's a gathering that yeah. we had last year where a bunch of churches came together. And it's a virtual conference that is held at a church, and they have probably the biggest area to spread out in. And with COVID, uh, we need to spread out in a large area, and so they're hosting it again this year. And I know a lot of people enjoyed it last year. Uh, it is free, however, the one that they are hosting uh, will be $20 uh, because they're providing a lunch and some other goodies at the event. So it is a Friday and Saturday, whether you can come to both days or not totally up to you but if you're interested the main thing is is talk to katie and she can hook you up with how to get booked in that because i think you have two weeks of this before uh, that closes so and then we have one more thing we wanted to say and i know we've been saying it for like the past couple weeks uh state of the church is coming up what date is that that will be next sunday Ooh, fun so yeah, just you really don't, sound don't like you're ready forget. For don't forget. Okay, so this has been a segment of Nexus News. I'm your host, Liam, with your father, and we are done here. We'll see you next week. Come and stand before your maker.
Nexus Church family for another week in our study in the book of Mark that we've titled Follow Me. And all this is Jesus' call to his disciples to follow him early in his ministry as he was gathering his group of guys who would carry on the ministry when he would pass on from this earth. And so far, we've taken a look at a lot of different things where Jesus does some pretty cool things, calls us to a high standard of following him. And last week, uh, we talked about how time with the Father fuels our ministry, our desire, and our calling to do a work for Jesus. Now this week, we're going to be taking a look at how, how the Father and how Jesus desire to make us whole, that they desire to heal us, not just spiritually, but in all aspects of our life. And so we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. And if you have a Bible with you, or if you have a, maybe a device that you're not watching this on, uh, if you want to pick it up, we're going to be reading from the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. And in just a moment, we'll be digging into that passage. Now, 
In this passage, we're going to be reading about a man who had a disease known as leprosy. Now, leprosy isn't something that many people see, especially in our Western culture where it's been pretty much taken out. Uh, It's just not something that we have in our communities. But still, it is something that that there are people who who get it, who contract it. Um, But in Jesus' day, this was a very uh, common thing that when a person got it, it most often took their life. There was no cure for it. And so it's important to understand what it is before we dig in and we read really how powerful this is that Jesus went into this person's life and spoke to him. And it's a good example for us to follow after Jesus and to see that, you know, that person that maybe pushes you off or, or isn't somebody that you would normally talk to, it is somebody that, in fact, uh, we should care about. But that's for another story and another time. And so this, this disease slowly eats away at the skin. Leprosy uh, eats away at the skin and eventually will take a person's nose and take a person's eyes and even potentially limbs. And over time... Either it or diseases that will come into your body because it eats away your skin. Something will eventually kill the person who contracts it. Now, leprosy is actually not highly contagious, though it was believed in Jesus' day to be highly contagious. It's it's not something that that easily transfers between people. And it is, again... As I stated before, it is something that we can treat in our society today. It is treatable. If caught early enough, it won't do much damage. And so that is a background is what leprosy is. Of course, in Jesus' day, it affected a person not just physically or as far as whether they live or die. It affected them uh, socially. It affected them um, really economically. And spiritually. So just think of this. In Jesus' day, if one was to get it, they would die. Like, that was a death sentence on them. And because people thought it was highly contagious, they would pretty much kick them out of any kind of social gathering. Any kind of family wouldn't want them in their presence. And so they would be no longer a part of a community, no longer part of a faith community. And because of that... Not only were they considered outcasts, they had no community to rely upon for their emotional needs. And their spiritual needs, as far as people were concerned, they viewed this as a curse from God, that they did something wrong. And so this person not only was rejected socially, they felt rejected by God because they contracted this, and therefore this was God's uh, kind of curse on them. And so as we go into reading this, this passage from Mark chapter 1, verse 39, understanding that this was what was at the back of this story. This is what truly was going on in this man's life. Though we don't know his name, we know him as the leper who Jesus healed. And so let's begin in verse 39 of Mark 1. So Jesus, this is Jesus, went into all of Galilee preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Again, this is just continuously what we're reading about Jesus. He's casting out demons and he's healing people. Then a man with leprosy came to him 
and on his knees begged him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. I am willing, he told him, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. Then he sternly warned him and sent him away at once, telling him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer what Moses commanded for your cleansing, a testimony as a testimony to them. Yet he went out and began to proclaim it widely and to spread the news with the result that Jesus could no longer enter a town openly. But he was out in deserted places and they came to him from everywhere. So think of this. This man is socially an outcast. We don't know how far along his disease was, if it had actually eaten away at his nose and he could no longer see. We don't really know the, the, the severity of his disease, but we know he was desperate. Why was he desperate? Because he was calling out and he was begging Jesus. He was at his wits and he knew that, that he was an outcast and nobody would recognize him. Nobody would even look at him because they didn't want to be associated with this unclean man who was being rejected by God. They didn't want to contract his disease and become like him. And so he took a risk. He took a risk knowing that there had, get this, never been a person healed of leprosy ever. And there was never one who would be able to clean a person internally but yet that's exactly what he calls out he calls out will you cleanse me did you catch that he didn't ask if he would heal him he asked if jesus would cleanse him there's a difference there you see it was again understood that leprosy was something that was caused by God because you did something bad. This was a curse upon this man. And so he had accepted the fact that, that this is exactly why he was in the condition he was because he did something wrong. And so therefore, in order to get a healing, he knew he needed to be cleansed. He needed to be forgiven for the bad thing that he had done. Even if he didn't know what it was, he still needed to be cleansed. And so he asked Jesus something extremely rare that had never been done before. He asked Jesus to make him clean, to forgive him of his sins, something no person can do. He truly believed that Jesus was God. If he's asking Jesus to be cleansed, he believed that Jesus was God, because only God can clean a person of their sins. And so this man is asking for two very impossible things in that day and age. He was asking to be cleansed of sin, and he was asking to be healed of leprosy, because he knew if he was cleansed, that he could be as well healed. So he asked, he asked, listen to this, if 
you are willing, you can. That, just, that statement has been just rolling around in my brain for the last couple weeks. If you, if you are willing, you can. It wasn't a question. He was saying, you can. You are God. You can. The only thing that's going to keep you, Jesus, from healing me right now is your own will. Do you want to? Because you can. The stakes were high. All right? The stakes were high. What would Jesus do? You see, if he went through and did this act, there is no doubt that everyone would know exactly what Jesus was stating. Everybody had already heard the fact that Jesus closed the book in the middle of the church service and said, I am the Messiah. I am what Isaiah predicted Hundreds of years ago, I am the Messiah. They've heard it already. Jesus proclaimed it. And when now Jesus heals a person of leprosy and cleanses them of their sin, that is making a profound statement that is one of many that ended up leading him to death on the cross and the rejection of thousands. So Jesus was there in a moment he had to decide, what will I do? What will I do? Didn't take long, did it? Within an instant. What, it's, what does the text say? He was moved with compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion. It says right there in verse 41. Moved with compassion. That is Jesus. He sees the man in front of him. Probably the only person who had even recognized the fact that he was a person for the duration of his leprosy. Somebody actually looked at him and had compassion on him. But not only did Jesus have compassion on him, he touched him. When was the last time somebody touched this man? Because in their mind, they touch him, they're a dead man as well. Because they would become a leper. Jesus saw him, had compassion, touched him, and instantly the man was healed. Man was healed. I don't know if you've ever known a person who was terminally ill. Their, their stamp was on their card saying, This person has this ailment, and within X amount of weeks or months, they will no longer be with us. This man had that stamp over his name at the doctor's office dead man waiting to be buried. And Jesus changed everything in a moment. 
But not only did Jesus heal him, he cleansed him. You see, that's what healing is all about. It's not about your physical or maybe your emotional or relational or financial needs that God fixes or, or takes care of. That's, that's just a, that's a segue to what's really important. It's the cleansing that happened in this passage that is what we want to celebrate. It's what we want to focus on today. You see, every healing is all about our spiritual well-being with God. Healing is to glorify God and bring people to Him to build God's kingdom. That's what healing is all about. It's not for necessarily just our benefit. It's for our eternal benefit. This temporary thing that, that this man was, ha- was, was dealing with, though it was extremely painful and horrendous, and I'm sure everybody who passed by was just disgusted and tried to stay as far away as they could so they wouldn't have to smell it and see it. Even if it was just out of peripheral eyesight. Though that was horrible. And I'm sure he was ecstatic for the fact that he was healed of it. What's, what's bigger, what's better, what I am sure he celebrated more than anything is the fact that he was clean in the eyes of God, his creator. The one that he ultimately will spend all of eternity with. That's what matters. And so Jesus, after healing him, after doing this profound cleansing of him, <laughs> tells him to do something. He commands him. In fact, he, he forbids him to do anything else, not even to say a peep to anything else until he goes to the priest and fulfills the command that Moses gave to the Israelites in Leviticus 13 and 14, which was to go to the priest, show that he was healed, and, and offer the appropriate sacrifice that brought healing. Now this was profound as well because what this sacrifice did was it not only proved that Jesus was a follower of the law, it also proved that Jesus was greater than the law. You see, the law could never heal a person of leprosy but Jesus did. Never once did the law come along and you offer all these sacrifices for this leper and and then all of a sudden God would heal them. It never did that. Jesus came along and he did it. You see, Matthew 5, 17, Jesus says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus is above the law. Jesus fulfilled the law, and Jesus created a new law that we get to celebrate as Christians who believe that Jesus is indeed God and died for our sins. He created a new law where He reigns supreme. He is above any kind of physical, emotional, relational disorder. He will heal. 
but he might not heal the way we think he should heal. He heals in a way that builds a person's connection with him so that ultimately they can be clean. They can be healed spiritually. That is our powerful God that we serve. And so maybe today you're thinking, that's a great story, right? Like, oh my goodness, I love the story, but what does that have to do with me today? How can I take this crazy story of a man who was having his skin being ate away by this disease? I don't have anything like that, but maybe you do. And this really hits home for you today. Man, I want you to understand that God sees your pain. He understands what you're going through. He cares about you just like he cared about this leper in this story. He cares about you and he sees you and he wants to touch you. But maybe, maybe you're not facing those kind of same ailments, but I can almost guarantee you that you are suffering some way. And Jesus cares, even about the smallest thing that you think that nobody cares about that's bugging you. Maybe even that you're embarrassed that is wrecking your life. You see, he cares about your immediate suffering. Even if it's a small thing, he cares about that too. He cares about you. He sees the pain that you are going through emotionally or relationally. He sees it. And he cares. But the story also points out that he cares about your eternal suffering as well. You see, he doesn't just care about the leper's suffering in this story, right? He cares about the priest's eternal suffering. That is why he told this man to go and to show himself to the priest. Yeah, it was in a way to cover his butt to say, you know, we're following the, the law here. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not abolishing the law. I'm here to fulfill the law. But he's also doing that to prove to the priests, hey, 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 remember? Remember? I'm above that. I'm more powerful than the law. The law never healed anybody or cleansed anybody. I am. And I just did it. Jesus cares about everybody's eternal suffering. Peter said it, like, God doesn't want any to perish, but all to repent and come into faith. That is God. He cares about your eternal suffering, and he's doing whatever he can to lead you to it. And I believe that he uses physical healing, emotional healing, relational healing, to bring people to that point where, like, wow, God cares about that. And he did something there. He did something that nobody's ever been able to do before. I never thought that I'd be right with that friend again. I never thought I would be right with, with, with my emotions again. I thought I would suffer with this forever, but no, God came in and he healed it. He did a miracle. God cares. He cares about you. He cares. And so because Jesus because Jesus desires to make every person right with God, he did what nobody else could do. 
You see, Jesus said himself in, in the temple right as he began his ministry. This is found in Luke 4, 18 and 19. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? This Spirit that's always existed, that is from the Father, it is on me. And here's what it's anointed me to do, to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. I like this thought. Listen to this. I want you to get it today. Jesus heals in the temporary. In this world that we see right now in front of us, he heals now so that we can be spiritually healed for all eternity. I want to say it again. Jesus heals in the temporary so that we can be spiritually healed for all eternity. And friends, this wasn't just for the Old Testament or the New Testament, or maybe a few years after this was written. This is for today. He wants to heal today. Jesus wants to heal you today. But it might not be for this temporary time. He may be leading you to eternal healing where you could be with him for all of eternity and all these things that you are facing right now, they're all history. They're in the past. And so today, as we go into this time of reflection and, and we have this song singing, I want to encourage you. Maybe you don't need a physical healing and that's That's okay. But I bet every single person listening right now has something that is afflicting them. Even that little tiny thing that you're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. I can handle it. Maybe God's saying, hey, I want to I show up in your life. I want to show off and, and, and do some work. I want to make you whole. That's what God is all about. I want to make you whole so that you can be eternally whole. I want to show you something. I care about you. I care about you so much. I died on the cross, but just in case that wasn't, wasn't obvious enough, I'm going to work in a way that you never thought possible. Maybe it is something physical, but maybe it is emotional. Something that's just been draining on you. Something that's just been burdening you so much that you've forgotten that life exists outside of this burden. Maybe it's somebody that you're dealing with in this relational, this relational upheaval has just wrecked your life and, and you never feel like there's a way out. God wants to come in and he wants to heal you. And I encourage you to share this need, to share this concern. Why? Because the Bible says we're to do that. James says this in Chapter 5, verses 14 and six through 16. Are any of you sick? This is just physical. Any kind of sickness, any kind of ailments, any kind of afflictions. You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Really, I'm saying today, 
anyone who you can trust with a spiritual covering over you. What does that mean? Anybody who you know is out there for your benefit, isn't trying to take you down a wrong path or trying to influence you in a negative way, that's a person that you can go to that would be considered an elder, somebody who's trustworthy and will lead you towards God and true healing. Look for that person and ask them to anoint you with oil. And all anointing is, friends, in case that's something that you've never heard of before, is a, it's, just a, it's a symbolism. It's a symbolism of God working in your life and setting you apart to do a work in you and through you. And so ask for somebody to come and to pray for you, to set you apart and ask God to work in you and, and over you and through you. Verse 15 says, such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven, right? Going right back to the leper. If you come to God seeking to be cleansed, seeking to be right with Him, He will make you right with Him, and He will heal you. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So as you're praying, as you're seeking to be cleansed and healed, God will work as you're praying. I believe that. I've seen it. I've seen God work mightily in people's lives, healing them, healing them so that his kingdom can be built, so that we can be whole, not just here on earth, but most importantly, in heaven. And so today, will you reach out? Whether you message the church or message myself or message somebody that you know is a trustworthy person, will you go to them and ask God, oh, cleanse me, forgive me of my wrongs, and make me whole physically, emotionally, relationally. Ask that person to pray with you as well. And if you have oil somewhere to just pour it over your head and say, God, this is a symbolism to you that I'm believing you're going to work in my life. You're going to do a great thing. I'm trusting you. I'm pressing in because I know you want the best for me. You want me whole. Go to him with a pure heart. See what you will happen inside of you. So today, whatever's holding you back, push it aside. Just like the leper, he had everything going against him. Everybody was saying, shut up. Get out of the way. He doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't even want to look at you. Do the same thing today. Push all the doubt away. All the things screaming at you. And press in and ask God. Will you heal me? Will you heal me? Will you cleanse me? Father, I pray for those listening today, God, that you will do a mighty work in their hearts. Remind them that you see the pain that they're in and you care. Just like our, our leper in the story today, you want to look at them and not just see them. You want to touch them and you want to make them whole. Most importantly, you want to make them eternally whole. And so work in their lives now. 
do something that they never thought possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Nexus Church family.
Yeah. Mm-hmm.